3: Time for the forty-niners Rush Podcast, and here's your host. John Chapman. What
4: is going on, Faithful? This week, this week is everything. And with me, literally right now with me, but also going to be with us in person coming out to Cali, how you doing, Wade?
1: I am... It's Dallas week. (laughs) I really, this is the only game in my life that matters for me. This is, this is a personal business expense that's going to be going down this week. I just left my mom, and she had nice things to say about the 49ers. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Because <laughs> she's a Cowboys fan, right? She's a Cowboys fan.
4: <laughs> there we go, man. There we go. And so, so pumped about this week. I mean, it's everything. So this show's going to be fun because we're going to be talking a little bit looking back. We're going to put things into perspective just historically for where the 49ers are currently. Uh, And we're going to look forward with a lot of little dashes or sprinkles of Cowboys hate. And so shout out to Joe Bloomery says, I've been hating the Cowboys since 71, but I live in what is considered by the network's Seattle territory. Um, And so the poll of the day, Wayne, was which NFC team do you hate the most? Oh, it's Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys are winning, but it's close. Cowboys currently at 42%. And then probably Seahawks would be second. Seahawks right behind them. Eagles, 16%. Rams got zero
1: votes so far, which I was a little shocked by that one. Because you own the Rams. When you you own a team, you own a team, you know? But I I wonder how many of those votes are skewed. Yeah. Because I don't really see the bad blood against the Eagles except for last year. Three. it's super recent. There you go. It's recent. The words right in my mouth.
4: Yeah. And, and you know what? What's interesting? I didn't even think about this till just now. Talking about all the historical precedents that the 49ers are setting currently and everybody comparing this year to 1994. You go back to 1994. Are we lost to the Eagles? We got blown out by the Eagles. They <laughs> benched Steve Young. He's throwing a fit on the sideline trying to fight the coach. I mean, it was crazy. So, Yo, like,
1: I love 49ers football, man. I do too.
4: Chaz, I love this. And I want everybody to keep dropping your why you hate the Cowboys. That's the like thing that. today. That's what I need from y'all. Wayne and I are going to jump back and forth reading these. Wayne, I'll let you take Chaz's comment here.
1: Chaz, my dislike. And so, shout out to Chaz for not using the H A T E word. Appreciate you. But my dislike of the Cowboys goes back to the 80s during the Wilson Carroll days it was the seahawks last year it was the eagles so that sounds like it's his order that's a pretty darn good order for me too chaz
4: yeah i feel you man i love it don says i was a big roger staubach fan back in the day Captain America, it's who he was. However, that was before they adopted the morality slash integrity is for losers philosophy. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to root against Jerry Jones, just a terrible human in every single fast and way of life. Um, just terrible, uh, just terrible dude. So uh, I love that. Uh, and right here, we get a little bit of Seahawks hate here. Dirty DK tips the scales for me. That dude just plays dirty dirty and dirty. it stinks because he's so big like just beat people in front of you and out physical them but he actually plays like a really soft wide receiver most of the
1: time very uh, soft yeah. on on the inside just big deck you know exterior you know yeah other than that he's soft
4: What's up, Colin, from across the pond? Coach Cruz, Cruz. excited to hang out this week, man. Excited about this. So let's talk about the NFC West. Let's dive into that. We got the hashtag BBs. But before we do, a little bit of a programming note. Um, We're switching up just one small, tiny little thing. Tuesdays staying right here on the channel, as always. Fridays are going to be exclusively over on the Wayne Breezy Network. Channel. So if you okay. want that description of this video, it's at the very, very top. You got to go subscribe to that. We're going to be exclusively here Tuesdays, exclusively there Fridays. Bam. And this Friday is going to be fun because Wayne's going to be recording locally yeah, here so with that, us.
1: that means John is going to have to remind Wayne that <laughs> 10 a.m. is 10 a.m. out that time because I will still be thinking, John, we, we you know what happens. I, I, I always mess up the time.
4: Well, I've learned not to say, you know, Eastern or Pacific time. I say your time. Wait Wayne, your time. Wait,
1: wait, wait, we're
4: getting together at eleven your time. Your time. And it just hey man, we 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 figure out what works. We've been doing this long enough together <laughs> that we, we know what we need. And we got a new member. What's up, Diamond Dog Sports? Woo woo woo, 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 woo. New YouTube member. Appreciate the support. Extra ways just to help us out and to keep this show growing. This is episode 971, Wayne. We've been doing this
1: for a minute now. Wow! Whew. Wow! We getting it's up there. Like, wait a. Let me see if I can. Be, Braden Willis. Trent oh. Williams. Oh man, I love
4: me some Braden Willis. And, and we got some Trent Williams. Th- that's awesome. And this guy right here, um. I, I called him my dad for over a decade, David Walner. He was a teacher, uh, supposed to be a mentor teacher, but he was a terrible teacher. I'm joking. He was really good, actually. Uh, he's a diehard Cowboys fan, and uh, I got to reach out. We got to talk this week, David. Glad that you're here. Talk all your trash. Everybody direct, fun trash talk, David Walner's way. It's his love language. He didn't get hugged a lot as a kid. So embrace him <laughs> by talking trash, but uh, enjoy that in the chat. That's going to be a lot of fun. And Diamond Dog Sports comes out swinging. He says, after Seattle fans threw trash on Bowman, getting carted off the field, I lost any respect for the team and its fans.
1: Yo, do you remember that, bro? Like that was... oh my gosh. Mm. And it's crazy because Seattle mm. literally was a non factor until the Legion of Boom days. Like I'm had sorry. A
4: tiny little blip. Tiny, tiny little blip. Tiny blip. And uh, but I'll say this hey, they're three and one right now. Um, that looked like two of the worst teams I've ever seen in the first half. And then Daniel Jones just pooped the bed and Seahawks took advantage of it. So shout out to them. It's nice to know we're going to get some type of competition in the we NFC West.
1: Get, we're not going to get any competition, John. Do you you, so you let Daniel Jones fool you. It was, And it wasn't just him. Dude, they they must have blitzed 90% of the time in that game. They were yeah. sending all kinds of pressures at Daniel Jones. <laughs> Did you see Eric Armstead's comment too? How cool no. was Eric Armstead? Eric Armstead said, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have it pulled up right in front of me. He was like, "Uh, something about Daniel Jones, he said, you would drop back and try to stay in the pocket, you know, for a long time, opposed to getting the ball out of your hand quick when you played against us. Yep. And that, that was funny to me because I was like, yo, I was thinking the exact same thing. Thing. The only difference is my name is not Eric Armstead, and people don't like me like they like Eric Armstead. Like I like you both the same. I want to be honest. I appreciate. It. He's the humanitarian, though. I'm more of a. I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
4: your fault. you were raised on the East Coast, man. It's not your fault.
1: <laughs> you it's not did. your fault. Did you just crap on the East Coast? <laughs> no. Y'all
4: just have notorious personalities it's, that it's, I respect. I respect yeah. it. We get along for a reason, Wayne. We do. I'm not just do. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Speaking of amazing people, humanitarian Miss Debbie Ryan. She says, "Good morning, Wayne and John. Blessings to everyone on today's show. Positivity. Shout out to all the hashtag BBs. That's the breezy brunch, and the hashtag CCs. That's the countdown crew.
1: Woo! In the That's same place every about, Tuesday, yeah. every Friday.
4: Yeah. Um. Right here, talking heads. Appreciate the super chat. Giants should yes. be on this.
1: Yes. 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 yes i had... I got somebody say the Chiefs, too. I did
4: NFC teams because I could only do four options. So what? who do y'all hate more? Let's throw this up in the chat real quick. Everybody answer this. Giants or Rams? Who do you hate? Oh, Giants. Easily. You hate the Giants? What? Nobody hates the Rams.
1: Now, how can you not hate the Giants, yo? Number one, just... they injured Joe Montana. We want to go back mm. to them days. Then number two, they just been a pain in the freaking beside of the thorn for us. They just been a pain. Right. Literally, the, like, this season is the only time I really felt good about beating the Giants. But there was a little piece of me that felt like they're going to they're going to make this game tough. They're going to make it tough. But the Giants are a pain in the, the, the behind. For yeah, me. it's I, I do look case, back at those
4: memories. times. And yeah, they, they are. They are rough.
1: Oh, what's up, Jax? I'll let you building. take this one. Oh, Jack says, "Hey guys, I can't, fi- I can't wait to finally meet you guys this weekend. I'm excited. All right, God, the rest excited, road trip man. is going to be crazy. You know why it's going to be crazy this weekend? Why? Number one, we play in Dallas Cowboys. Yes. And number two, your boy Breezy going to be in the house. Wait, 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 I got the sound effect. Oh." <laughs> <laughs> gonna be too legit to quit we're gonna have dance-offs we're gonna have drink-offs we're gonna have smearing-offs anything that rhymes with the word off we're gonna be in the building make sure you're there get your tickets rushroadtrip.com oh and before that that's the cool thing so that's sunday
4: you're gonna tailgate with us 40 hours rushroadtrip.com saturday this is something that's brand new for me and i'm pretty pumped about this because I'm checking this off the bucket list. We got the music video, the filming of it. Wayne, walk us through this, where we RSVP, all this stuff.
1: All right. So you can RSVP. It's right there on the bottom of the thing, TWBEN.com, RSVP. It'll take you straight to the site. All you do is fill in your information, and then we'll get the email. We'll put you on the list. Now, the first 49 people that I have – and that email will get a free faithful to the bay rally towel they're out in california waiting for me to hand them out they look official so you'll be getting one of those so that way you can shake it like a polaroid picture at the game all right so listen it's going to be official. We're going to be doing it in San Jose at the Debo Samuel Mural, which I fell in love with. Shout out to them out there, the Shoe Palace. We're going to have a great time. We're going to be doing a couple of special giveaways as well, but I'm not going to make mention on the air. Let's Ooh. just say uh, it's a gold and it's a bar. I'll leave it at that.
4: You're speaking my language because I, I know I what these know. Okay, okay. I know what those hints say, um, and I'm excited (laughs) now. I'm excited. I was excited before, but I'm pumped. So that's Saturday morning. Then Sunday, we got our tailgate. Guys, I I told you this yesterday. I'm telling you this again. Early bird pricing ends tomorrow. So Uh if you haven't bought your tickets to come party with us, Early bird pricing ends tomorrow. 49ers Rush Road We got TVs with red zone on it because we're going to be able to catch the second round of games. Uh we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. Breezy's handling the music this week, which I'm always excited about because you know he brings it, he knows what he's doing. So we're going to be out in the blue lot right next to the democracy way exit. Um, yeah, we got the maps up everywhere. We're in the same spot every week. Every George, week. kids a freak.
1: I think you officially taking over the blue lot. Man, I was watching the videos last week. And I'm like, wait a minute, he done expanded, expanded. Like We're I'm getting I'm, there. I'm sad. We're I building
4: slowly. We're just, but see, it's just a precursor for when Wayne shows up. That's all that is. That's all that is. Man, that's all that is. Listen,
1: I was excited. I was like, oh, this is gonna be
4: lit. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. This might be the biggest home tailgate we have all year. Rick. Um, this one's gonna be huge. That that's what's up. Um, it's so excited about that. Right here, uh don't bother me says I will I'll be there Saturday, can't yes. make Sunday. We'll be competing no. back to SoCal. That's okay, man. As long as we get to make
1: woo SoCal. That's a
0: that's drive.
4: That is a drive right there.
1: That is wow. I woo. appreciate that love, man. That's a drive.
4: Yeah, that's 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 a beast, but we're excited to have you out. Now let's talk at FC West. Standings are out. Okay, 49ers, 4-0, 2-0 in the division, Seahawks three and one but they're 0 1 in the division. They got a bye week coming up. They got the earliest bye. Rams 2 and 2, 1 and 1 in the division. Cardinals 1 and 3 with only one win against a terrible team and 0 and 1 in the division. So, first things first, everybody's got to focus on your division. Niners are exactly where they should be. They have the highest rated odds to win their division across the NFL. What are your thoughts after this 49ers-Cardinals matchup with where the 49ers are in light of winning this NFC West crown again?
1: I mean, look, I know what we watched last night uh, between the Giants, who really are terrible at home. They actually play better on the road. So that helps Seattle out a lot. Uh, but I know we watched this of the Little Giants, uh, you know, on last night. But for some reason, I just feel like when they haven't played us, and so until they play us and show us what they're really working with, they're they're a non-factor. So I just feel like, and, and I know I'm speaking extra confident. I just feel like the Niners are the team to beat in the NFC West. We've seen what the Rams can do when they throw the kitchen sink at us, even though they didn't have Cooper Cup. But I think that changes a little bit even when Cooper Cup comes back, because now they gotta figure out how to factor in Apuka Nakua and keep him fed. And to me, it was more like they just we played off, they gave it to him, boom, 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 but we kept him out of the end zone, right? And yes. so, look, um, the Cardinals are just gonna—they're gonna be a non-factor. I mean, they'll play hard, but they just don't have enough to close out a game. Once the Niners hit a button, it's pretty much over. So six and zero—that's oh, what it looks like.
4: And I mean, we're already at nine consecutive divisional wins. You know, last year was seven and zero. We're two and zero this time. We've already beat two out of three teams we play. Those Seahawks games are becoming more and more important as time goes on. We'll, we'll have to see what happens with the Seahawks and, you know, whatever. They seem to be trending upwards. But again, not somebody I'm really concerned about uh, at all. Um, and so uh, shout out to Johnny Dale. He backed your statement earlier. And if Johnny, if you're in agreement with Johnny, you know, you're on the right
1: side. He exactly. Says, exactly.
0: Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple.
3: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Well, so like
1: let me I just want to send him a shout out because um I tell you, man, this is the this is a gentleman, a great friend that I got to know through you. Um, and we became brothers that like, crosses my T's and dots my I's. But in in the most, you know, the most, I can't even think of a word, the nicest way, right? And so, like, I remember putting out a tweet about um, Ambry Thomas, uh, and then I put out the second tweet when the touchdown was given up, and I was like, something just didn't seem right about that play on, on the assignment. It seemed like Ambry, I'm not sure why Ambry, went to the flat but i feel like the like his assignment was that and here comes good old johnny dell with the with the crossing the t down the I. so when you're in palms coverage like (laughs) so that wasn't on ambry i just like the fact that he he's able to do that to give that explanation to those that don't really They know football, but they don't understand football. So it's two different things, right? Yeah. And so, like, I just appreciate him and all the hard work he does. And if you're not checking out his film breakdowns and his shows, he's doing shows, please go ahead and support that man. Johnny
4: Dale's Football Academy. It's where the content creators and podcasters, myself included, go to learn about football. I coached for a decade. Like, I learn from this guy continuously. Um, He is incredible. Shout out to Johnny. Excited to hang out with you, man. A couple times this year, I'm hoping so. Um, Now, let's talk. Let's just focus on this game. Yeah. 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 Um, Brock. And again, I want – the reason – the way I highlighted these notes – today and the way we're handling things is i want to constantly put everything into perspective and reference in light of who the 49ers have been as an organization uh, historically okay so brock Purdy goes out there and sets the record for the most accurate passing game in 49ers history history finished history. with 95.2 percent completion percentage what does this tell us, Wayne? Not only about Brock Purdy, but just this offense, Kyle Shanahan in general. What are the, what are your takeaways when you see somebody go for 20 for 21 passing, 95% quarterback accuracy?
1: So here's the thing, right? I think I started to figure some stuff out. And um, I'm trying to – when I think about Brock Purdy, a lot of people were saying, "Well, he's a system quarterback," and not just like the, the national media. So I always I always attack the national media. So a lot of them, he's a system quarterback. I don't think Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. Uh, I think Brock Purdy is the system. I think the reason why like things weren't working, we've tried. Think about it. We've tried with ev- every. We tried with multiple quarterbacks to fit Kyle Shanahan, but he was missing two pieces. The running back and then the quarterback. Yeah. The two most important pieces next to the center and the left tackle. On the offense, right? So, like, I think Purdy came in and just said, Coach, I could play football, man. Just tell me what you want to do, and I'll go out there and make it happen. And I think that's the type of kid you get from Brock Purdy. But then when Brock Purdy starts doing stuff that the coach didn't even know he could do, that's when the coach is like, yo, man, here's my trust card, dog.
4: He's got it in spades. You talked about previous quarterbacks with Shanahan. Like, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo was great. If Jimmy Garoppolo was our quarterback, For 10-plus years, I think most people would be happy to win a lot of games. But my three biggest, and I think the three biggest critiques of Jimmy Garoppolo was, one, turns the ball over too often, two, does not throw the ball deep, and three, doesn't check down or throw the ball away. Like, that wasn't his thing. All three of those, Brock Purdy does in spades. Throwing back shoulder fades every single game so far, Brock Purdy has hit a back shoulder fade to perfection, and he's done it. To CMC, he's done it to IUK, he's done it to Debo, like and he's done it to Juwan Jennings. So, like, it doesn't matter who's out there, and you can say, Well, yeah, Debo and Ayuk, or whatever. No, no, no. He's done it four separate games to four different wide receivers. I love that. Checking the ball down continuously, get through his reads. Yeah, one thing that was interesting to me was how much the Cardinals ran buzz coverage. We didn't see that. That's where the safety starts off at single high. Yeah, start, shoot, straight it's straight just... down to the mm-hmm. hook curl zone, trying mm-hmm. to goes against slant, in breakers, whatever else. And Brock would just see it and then just pivot. See it, pivot. So, like, he never even threw the ball into a contested area. And it was just like, good gosh. Th- those are Jimmy G haymaker interceptions that we all remember. It, it, not that this is an anti-Jimmy G thing. I don't think that it is. This is a pro-Brock thing. This is taking the offense to the next level. Now, before we get to our next question, Niner Gaming says, Is 15 years old a kid for free at tailgates? 18 and under, all free. My 15-year-old son's going to be there. He's working, though. Uh, But, yes, all <laughs> kids free to all events that I ever do. It is so— Y'all see this right here? Yeah, I, I hung this up on the banner if you're watching, if you're just listening— I busted out the old Jerry Rice jersey from my childhood. I became a fan at nine years old, not because I liked the 49ers because I disliked my stepfather and I forced <laughs> him, he's a cowboys fan. He forced and I forced him to buy me this jersey. Uh, my mom kept it for me forever. It doesn't fit anymore. Uh, but this is my origin story to darkness to to go, joining a winning tradition to being filled with anger towards the Cowboys. Kids are so – I mean, both Wayne and I were teachers. I mean, come on. Like, this is important to us. We want to – We love to, kids.
1: That's the, that's the thing. We We want to
4: build a future. We want them to create happy memories. And at all of our events, we do kids-only raffles and competitions. For sure. We're giving stuff away to kids like crazy. Sometimes and,
1: the kids be getting into the competitions with the adults, and they win.
4: Yeah, shout-out to Coach Cruz's son. He
1: won the trivia. He won see, the trivia. See what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. See what I'm saying? Do those
1: so, are the stuff. So, yeah. It's funny that you said that because that's the reason why you love the kids. I love the kids because they make me feel like I'm a kid, which is what I want to be for the rest of my life. And so, like, they make me feel alive each and every time they're at the event. It's like I could come back down to earth and not have to be an adult. And live carefree just for the moment at the event. After that, I realize I get the bill, and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta pay for this stuff." So it's like, "Oh man," <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying?
4: Yes, big time! Shout out to yeah. DJ Super. He was spinning for us, man. Last week, I was incredible it, man. He was I,
1: fire. I, first of all, I love the avatar. That the Mario uh, font is so dope. Uh, and I saw that, and I was like, DJ Super need to be there this week. You know what I'm saying? So
4: I don't think he's coming out this week. I don't okay. think he's coming out this week. Okay. But He's a he, week. We'll, this is
1: a week. It's only one week. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell it. you, I tell you what. When they come back here for the playoffs, because I believe we'll be playing them again uh, this season, DJ Super, we need you on the ones and twos.
4: Yep. Yeah. yeah we, we, I would love that, man. I want him out there all the time. He's so damn good. Now, what's crazy about Brock Purdy, did you know he's seventh on MVP odds right now? Is he higher
1: than CMC? Yeah, CMC's eighth. They're no, 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 back. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. 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 No.
4: No. no. MVP CMC's... has turned
1: into a quarterback only award. I man. know. And the and last time, that. 2012. Don't worry. The research was already done. The last time a non-quarterback may have won this or a running back won this award was in 2012. That was Adrian Peterson. But CMC is having an MVP season. I. I. I love Brock. But if CMC keeps this trajectory going, he has the ability – he has the opportunity, excuse me, Mm -hmm. to score a touchdown in 13 more games, bro. That means that that record will be 26 at the end of the season. There's no one ever going to beat that record.
4: So he's three away from the all-time record. He just broke Jerry Rice's, so three more breaks the all-time record. I'm not even sure who that was. I didn't even
1: know there was an all-time record. Golly. Woo. he's got stuff to work on.
4: And, yeah, Coach Cruz, why the FSCMC not in the top three? That,
1: that's why I said what I but said. But I will
4: tell you this. One of our my favorite bets this year was Christian McCaffrey as Offensive Player of the Year, which usually goes to the best offensive player not named quarterback. Um, yeah, you can't bet on that now. But if you would have bet with this earlier, you would have made some money. Now, if you haven't started, Wayne, i got to pay the bills a little bit here. If you pay haven't started betting yet, You should, and you should be using MyBookie.ag. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over, but yours has just begun with MyBookie. NFL college ball, brand new cash-out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at mybookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But right now, my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ERS49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with MyBookie. That's what's up. We're going to have our bets of the week up here a little bit later. If you bet with us last week, man, another huge profitable week. Keep making money with us. Come on, man. Let's do that. Now, here's something I want to give you, Wayne, just real quick. And this is based off of this most recent game. Listen to these surprise names, offensively and defensively, that showed up in the top 10 um, as far as just highest rated defenders for the 49ers. Kendall Sheffield. Mm -hmm. Oren Burks. George Odom, Mm -hmm. DFF on defense. All those guys made top 10. Backup role-player guys that stepped up and just freaking impacted the game in a positive way. Offensively, top 10. Willie Sneed, Ray-Ray McLeod, Roddy Bell. We know the studs for the 49ers, Wayne. Talk to me about the depth that they continue to build on this 2023
1: 49ers team the niners for the past several years have been trying to get this depth right uh they've been trying to figure out which per- people which players will be the pillars and then which players will be coming in to kind of like you know clean the pillars like resurface them shape them like keep them strong and so that's what keeps this offense ticking and the defense going hard and so when when a, when a When a veteran or player or a starter or whatever can take a playoff and the Niners' defense don't skip a beat, and same thing on the offense, that's a problem. And now that the depth is the right depth, I mean, and it takes time. It's not easy finding the right depth. But I feel like the Niners literally created a a, a farm system on how to draft what they want right? Not what everybody feels they should get or this stud from college or this whatever. No, 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 no. You got to fit a certain type to play on this defense. You got to fit a certain type to play on this offense and you got to fit a certain type to be on special teams, right? Three phases. think the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, adam peters all the other guys the scouts when they go out to scout they're not scouting like we scout they're scouting saying all right Mm -hmm. we got it we got to deal with this contract coming up here's a player that looks like he has some of the same uh intangibles as this player can he block can he do this they're checking off the 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 intangible boxes they know everybody can catch. They know everybody can run. They know everybody can can block. They you know do certain things. They're checking off the intangible boxes. The Niners have depth, and it's scary because the depth is working.
4: Oh, it's fun. Listen to this is a clip Juan Salas cut up, um, just about how the 49ers carry themselves. This is from Brock Purdy.
3: Just everything the way we go about meetings and um, the way guys lift and practice everything like. You know, everyone's on a mission, and um, you know we expect a lot of out of ourselves. And um, you know, obviously, every game matters for us. We have an end goal in mind, but um, everyone's hungry to do the little things right. And uh, you know, the coaches are hard on us when yeah we win, but there's plays to be made out there. There's things that we could be better at. Better at. And um, I feel like last week we sort of took that to heart, and you know, guys came out just very detailed this week. So felt good.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make?
4: I think that just says so much. You know, we talk about Shanahan's doghouse and like, oh, you know, Matt Breida or what happened to Brandon Ayuk and all these things. Whenever you could see somebody like a Brandon Ayuk go through that and yeah. come out the other side, I call him Frankenstein because Shanahan and Warner turned him into a freaking monster. It's it, Look, if you're a back-end roster guy and you see Brandon Ayuk went through what he went through and is now where he is, the mold has been set. You just fall in line. That's it. And if you don't, you got to go somewhere else.
1: Well, and he doesn't have a problem moving on. Uh. I I realized Shanahan, you're, oh, you're going to, you're going to be injured again. Oh, okay. No problem. Cut. Like he, he does. He's starting to learn that he no longer has a problem for, you know, Saying, hey, he won't say he messed up, but he'll move on. There we go. Right. And I'll
4: say this. A player who didn't fit. Trey Swelling just got signed to the Ravens practice squad. Good for
1: Trey, man. I love that. Good for Trey. And and it's not. You know what the thing was with Trey? I'm not going to say. I mean, obviously he's not here, so you can say that he didn't fit. I don't think it's not that he didn't fit. I just don't think he capitalized off of his opportunities. He had multiple opportunities. He got deemed starter over other players and then he went out there and he laid an egg. He didn't pass the test. I hope he I hope he turns it around. Like
4: that's the thing. Like, you know, the Niners they promoted him over Q night, which sucked. I was a little bitter saying. about that, you but saying? it didn't work out. And then you move on. So I'm glad that he landed somewhere else. But now you've got this guy in Sheffield that come out was the number one rated special teams player played, you know, not meaningful snaps, but trash time snaps. It showed that he belonged in that moment. I'm excited, man. And we haven't heard anything about Daryl Luder Jr. Are you kind of
1: shocked by that, Wayne? Well, I mean, you haven't heard any updates on any of the players on the IR or on the Robert Pup. Bill.
4: Yeah. Daryl Luter Jr. Gray. and
1: yeah. Danny Gray. Right. And I know that Samuel, you haven't heard his name neither, right? And I know he has, he's an got extra one more week. week. He's yeah. got, there you go. But my point is, we're not hearing, um, these names and <laughs> we're probably not and that doesn't does that mean that they're not going to get called off of these things they might not the Niners don't necessarily need them right now I, again the PUP yeah. and the and the IR is another way of stashing players I, yeah. for, for Kyle Shanahan I probably shouldn't be saying that but I don't care like I, you know one of the things that I get a lot is I'll, I'll
4: get these messages like man Kyle Shanahan's so cocky or arrogant. He doesn't learn from his mistakes, but I don't think that's the the truth anymore. I I totally understand that criticism a few years ago. But if you look at what Kyle Shanahan did last year with the IR, brought everybody back right off the bat, and then we used up all of our spots for this deep playoff run, this year you're changing the tides. You're you're not rushing people back just because – You need those guys on your roster because instead we're coaching up the guys that are beneath them. And if an injury happens, now you have that depth. If a corner got injured, then I think you promote Daryl Luter Jr. If a wide receiver got injured, and was going to be out significant time. Not like Debo, you know, playing banged up or Iuk missing one game. But if you lost one of those guys, then I think you bring back Danny Gray. But the Niners right now are just in wait and see. We're good. Just like hold, <laughs> you know, like keeping the reinforcements back. I don't know. Do you
1: agree with that? Or is yeah,
4: this
1: it's, just it's it's just Kyle Shanahan and his master plan. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Um, And they drafted Darrell Luda Jr. for a reason. They drafted Danny Gray for a reason. They drafted these players that aren't necessary. It's not that they don't fit it's it's buying the 49ers time the 49ers are and zero. if it ain't broke don't mother freaking fix it there like we go. and that's yeah. how i'm looking at it i mean got a couple of couple of my keep it simple stupid and if it ain't broke don't fix it
4: there we go i like this uh comment from talking Head. appreciate the super chat he says the thing about brock purdy is i don't care if he's a long-term guy Just get the win this year. That's
1: it. That's that's the thing. And I don't mean to cut you off and want you to finish this, but talking ahead, I think that's how Kyle Shanahan feels too. We're not not thinking long term at this moment. We want to win now. You win now, we talk later. Yeah. And the
4: rest will take care of itself. He goes on to say, like, CMC and Brock Purdy together. You know, he thinks Brock Purdy will eventually be a 15 to 18 quarterback in his career, just win a trophy. It's about the now. Um, and for any question that you have for Brock Purdy, he has answered four consecutive in a row. I would say even more so than that. I think his worst game was against the Cowboys defense, but even that game, he never turned like he he didn't do anything to cost the game. Right, right.
1: The other quarterback
4: did though. The other quarterback did
1: big time. So That's why let's, I like playing them.
4: <laughs> let, let's transition, okay? So I want to talk about two things. I want to talk two about things. the Cowboys, and then I want to talk about the 49ers and kind of the bigger sp- perspective historically with the against the 49ers. This Cowboy game is personal. personal. Now, if you look at who they've played, both the 49ers and the Cowboys have not played one game against a team with a winning record currently. 49ers opponents have been six and ten. Cowboys four and twelve. So you can say, all right, a little bit different. If you look at the teams when they're not playing, the 49ers or Cowboys. 49ers opponents are six and six, so five hundred. Cowboys three and nine. If you look at common opponents, which we do have now, 49ers are two and zero against the common opponents. Cowboys one and one. Shout out to Pack Forty Nine on Twitter for some of those stats. I really appreciated that. Does it matter who they played? with either of these two franchises where do you stand on this this matchup going into this week
1: look it's going to be a good matchup everybody this is a fo- it's a football game between two juggernauts in the NFL so like this is not a game where It's going to be a blowout, even though it can, uh, for either team. Both teams have high dynamic offenses and both teams have fast and furious type defenses, right? And so it's going to come down to which team makes the least amount of mistakes and which teams capitalize off of those mistakes. It's going to be that simple, right? I think the 49ers continue to play the style of defense that we've been seeing. And I think the 49ers continue to dial up the offense when need – if need be. Uh, The the, the, the plan is to run the dang on ball, and then we'll run it. And Dallas is going to have to figure out how to stop it. Matter of fact, every team that we've played, I know they have losing records, but they – they got defenses that can pretty much stand up and try to stop a run. It's funny cuz they do it until they play us. That that's Amen. my whole purpose of bringing that 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 into the equation, you know? Pittsburgh had a pretty good run defense until they played us. I would say the Giants, whatever. The Cardinals the Rams, like, these, like look, until you play a Christian McCaffrey 49ers run offense, it's a little different than when you were playing it with an Elijah Mitchell type of a run offense when he was leading the pack or when he most was leading the pack. Even that was hard to stop. So it's going to be difficult to stop this run game. And if I am Kyle Shanahan, I'm watching what the Arizona Cardinals did. And yeah. if the Arizona Cardinals couldn't do – what to us what they did to Dallas on with their run game, what do you think the 49ers is gonna do to Dallas? Man, yeah, you're gonna run the ball. A soft finesse
4: defense with a bunch of corners and outside guys, you punch them in the damn mouth. James Conner turned that defense into a flag football team that didn't want to hit. So what do you do? You physical them. And that's why we've been able to and you know I don't respect the Cowboys organization. I don't respect the franchise. The roster is pretty solid. The rap sheet's even more solid. Um, you know, they got a lot of those guys. But I, I don't know. Whatever I look at the Cowboys versus 49ers matchup, Dak doesn't show up well to pressure. And I'm not talking about pressure like people are rushing at him, Nick Bosa pressure. No, no, no. I'm talking about big-time games at big-time moments. And any time those happen, Dak Prescott turns into Kirk Dam cousins and wets the bed every single time. There's a reason why Brock Purdy has the same amount of playoff wins as Dak does his entire career. Mm-hmm. It's just soft. It's mentality. It's their coach. It's soft. It's mentality. It's their owner. It's soft. I want ticket sales. How do you sell ticket sales? Flash. Not tough, hard nose, punch them in the mouth. That's not who they are. That's not who they are. And so that's why I'm always just like, you know what? Niners got this just out of physicality if you don't give them the game. Correct. Don't give them the game. You're better than they are. You're coached better. You have better players. Go do your thing. Diamond Dog Sports, thanks for the super chat, says Purdy is the chosen one. Critics change the excuses every week. His stats are undeniable at this point. Numbers do not lie. Film doesn't lie either. Purdy's been... Purdy's been exactly what we've needed.
1: I, I think the thing that we're not talking about when it comes to Brock Purdy is his ability to adapt. Um, you know, if you go back to the four games that we played, Week One, hostile environment, not as hostile as uh, you know Philadelphia, but it's his first time starting on the road in an open season, their home in a home opener game, and he goes out there and and lays it down. Week Two still on the road you go into Levi South I don't think he ever played the Rams before guess what he did lay it down again then all of a sudden they get home right they get home they have to face uh on a Thursday night on a short week it's like you know not the first time he did a short week game but my point is now you're preparing for these NFC East guys to come in here and try to you know the NFC East used to be known for hard hitting and all that type of stuff. What did they do? They they were they blitzed 85% of the time. He adapted, did that. He, he attempted throws down the field. Didn't work. Didn't connect, right? Week four at home again. Second time at home, they like, hey man, let's just play some backyard football. That's what Kyle Shanahan did with the Arizona Cardinals. You know how I know? Because when there was a five point lead, Kyle Shanahan went back to backyard football. He's like, you guys stop having fun. Go back to having fun. Okay, coach. Whoop. Hey, man, I want you to run this post out right here. And go <laughs> right <there. laughs>
4: we always used to be out there on the field. Covering, Yo,
1: don't let him up see you up with the
4: hand of the ball. Like you, look at, you always had that one guy. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I love that, Wayne. Sonia. She says, it seemed like Debo was used as a decoy. I agree completely in 100%. the Arizona game. Do you
1: think Debo will be in
4: better shape for the Cowboys game?
1: Wayne? I mean, he was in, look, people think he wasn't in good shape in that game. It wasn't that he was just used as a decoy. I just think that the Niners were running the ball and it worked and they didn't necessarily need it to you use him, just like they didn't need to use George Kittle. I do know Debo was dealing with the knee and the rib injury, but I think another week uh, of, of, you know, rest and, and, and light practice for Debo Samuel, he's just only going to get healthier. I would pay more attention to the knee injury than the ribs, but Debo looked fine out there. He just didn't, ha- he just wasn't used. So decoy for sure against the Cowboys, I highly doubt that he'll be a decoy. Matter of fact, he's two and0 oh when he plays against the Cowboys so decoy nah he's going to want to be three and oh. I remember one of my favorite Depot moments ever was Absolutely. the first playoff game yep, where he get,
4: they get the interception mm-hmm. and they and I don't remember who the interception was I think it was the nickelback um could have been shark. yeah that was two years ago I think it was shark I, yeah. I think it was shark and so he he has his helmet off turns to Kyle give me the damn ball as he's running out there and Kyle puts him in the backfield hands it off one play touchdown drive to shut up. I mean, that, that's just, you You talk about alphas, right? And so, again, a big reason why, I like, I criticize Dak and Kirk Cousins and these guys so much is, and I've gone on this you're rant too before. too passive. Very. You're not an alpha. Yeah. You're not. That's not who you are. Like, when the game is on the line, I want the ball in my hands. That's Debo Samuel, not Dak Prescott. Nick, I got a couple good questions here from Nick. Um, Let's break this up into two parts. Okay. I'll take the first one. You take the second one. Um, I'll take the D-line question. You talk CMC. So first part of the question, the D-line isn't getting the pressure I thought they would with Hargrave. Two things. The 49ers' defense, we don't blitz. We only bring four. We only bring four. And on top of that, every team that plays us has had the exact same game plan. Get the damn ball out in two seconds. That's it. Two seconds, John. And so that's fine because, yeah, we're not getting the pressures and quarterback hits and sacks that everybody's used to, but everybody's game plan is get the damn ball out quick. Look at the Rams against us. Look at the Giants against us. Look at Dobbs against us. Whatever their MO is going into the week against us, everybody changes it because of the respect they have for our D-line. Now, does that show up in the stat sheet? No, it doesn't all the time. But if you look at the points allowed, that does show up. And so I would argue I'm really big on Wilkes and I'm really big on this defense. I think it's better than what we had last year, which is crazy to say. It's just going to take time. And so, yeah, is it looking like we're getting all these sacks and whatever else? No, but when teams play against us versus the Seahawks, nobody goes into a game versus the Seahawks thinking, oh, we better get the ball out quick. They have one of the worst D lines. And somebody's sitting there saying, yeah, but they had 11 sacks. When did all those sacks show up?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Look at Daniel Jones versus us and them catch get rid of the ball catch get rid of the ball result was similar now I'll let you take the CMC part
1: so yeah I mean, because this is the question that's been stemming around and a lot of people are a bit concerned you know with the overwork of of CMC and and I get it and I understand it uh but look I, I maybe maybe the first game the week one you questioned it, but week two was a lot closer than what you I thought it should have been. And then week three, they decided to bring in Elijah Mitchell uh, against the Giants on a short week. Uh, and that game... Uh, it pulled itself apart uh, and then week four did the same thing, right? It was a five point game. I'm not, I'm not taking him out in a five point game. You taking him out in a five point game. I'm not taking him out in a five point game, but like, not a divisional
4: five point, especially
1: game. a divisional five point game. But then at the end you saw like the last, you know, uh, you know, four minutes, two minutes. That's when you see, you know, Jordan Mason will come in and close out a game. So listen, I will say this about Christian McCaffrey. He's a running back, uh, he's he he's the highest paid running back in the NFL and if if I, I don't want to know what it's like without him in the game. I just feel like there's a time. Six minutes, a lot of stuff can happen if the game is closed. Now if the game is blown out of proportion, yeah. Like you know what I mean? You you got a you got a twenty a something points lead going into the fourth quarter. Maybe maybe you take him out of player six. You know what I'm saying? But the moment uh, Jordan Mason was out there the drive before, I know. And it's, then it's... they scored the ninety nine yard touchdown. Yeah, and then he's was... like,
4: "Okay, let's put CMC back CMC in." CMC back
1: in. I mean, you have to because that is your, that's the guy that controls the tempo of the offense. I don't think people will understand that. And because he's so great, you you want to make sure he's out there. He's going to give you the best. If you're talking, if you're talking statistics, he's going to give you the best percentage of your drives finishing with six.
4: Yes. Yes, and shout-out to Nick. He says, thanks, guys, for answering the question. See, the blue lot on Sunday, we are tailgating as well. L.A. to the bay. Bang, bang. Hey. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, pay attention to our map. If if you guys are throwing your own tailgate, Nick, which I assume that's what you're saying, um, come out. Be close to us. That way we could not necessarily join, but we can all hang out and be together. So we're going to be up against the fence in the blue lot one, right up against the Democracy Way exit. Uh, we get in early, so we've got the early – pass to get in so we'll be set up you'll see the flags uh and my goofy self out there flying so yeah if you guys are just playing on blue light it's first come first serve once you get in man come 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 over close to us man so we can hang out and talk and um break some bread and drink some beers together my friend i love it dude these people are awesome awesome ah all right let's see here we got a question here from don't bother me Who do you think will be the offense-defensive standout of this
1: game? You want offense or defense? I'll go offense because it's going to be CMC. It's always going to be CMC. (laughs) It's
4: it's the the cheat answer.
1: It's the default answer. He's a cheat code, man. Someone on my stream one day called him. I don't know if it was a stream or if it was like Twitter. They called him Game Genie, and I'm like, that's so dope. Like, that's so dope. I don't know if you remember the game Genie. But oh, I remember the day,
4: Game Genie.
1: There was a, yes. when when Nintendo got Mortal Kombat, which I just thought it was the graphics, the, it was so identical to the arcade, but Nintendo didn't want to put the blood in the game or the fatalities in the game. So you had to have a Game Genie to make the sweat turn colors, bro. <laughs>
4: yep. Yeah, that was a trip, man. Aaron um, says, is Trey going to be in uniform on Sunday? I think he'll be the emergency guy. Um, so yeah, he won't be on the active 53, but he'll be the number three, kind of like what, um, goodness, his name's Brandon Allen is for the 49ers. That's my assumption. Um, now I didn't give a defensive answer and I apologize about this. I want to say Charvarius Ward. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I really want to see him against these wide receivers. Brandon Cooks is awesome, CD Lamb is awesome, Michael Gallup, I think, is probably one of the better number three wide receivers in the NFL. But again, I want that physicality. I want that uh, Charvarius Ward started his career on the Cowboys and then they traded him. He started for the Chiefs then came to us. So, I'm saying Charvarius Ward, I want to see it. Not that it's going to be an interception or anything. That's not really his game, even though he's got a couple. I want to see some Char Ward, man.
1: I um, like Mooney Ward. I like the matchups. Him on CD Lamb is going to be Something uh, you're definitely going to want to, you know, tune into. Uh, listen, did you know CeeDee Lamb or Dak Prescott only has one of his four touchdowns to a wide receiver? Hmm. And that Tight receiver, ends and running backs, huh? Tight ends and running backs. Two to tight ends, one to a running back, and one to CeeDee Lamb. The Niners are going to have fun this week. I'm telling, I'm telling you. They're going to have fun. We do give up touchdowns to running backs, but we got to keep them out of the red zone. Yeah. And they're, like, 26th in the red zone, too. So, they like, let that sink in. We'll take that. Uh, we got an East Coast
4: question here for you, Wade. I need hey. your expertise here. You take East this one.
1: East Coast, West Coast, worldwide. Bro, Montana, why does the NFC East have the worst <laughs> fan reputation? Don't hate Eagles as a team, but the fans are bottom tier i don't know man it's something about just the east just being a gritty the east coast is just gritty it's like we came like the east coast is is from the gutters and so like they they're so used to just scrapping and fighting and clawing and doing all that type of stuff and if you think about it like everything's different on the east coast the dress code the music think about it like everything is different so the people are different and that's why i'm saying that like I don't know why Philly fans are the worst, other than their city just has hasn't hasn't been able to capitalize off of winning much in certain sports. I know, I know, hockey's cool, Villanova's cool. Uh, worst baseball team. Worst, like right, right. I mean, so they they they're gonna showcase that they're pretty, pretty, pretty itty.
4: With the S. And, and I throw even, you know, sticking with your thing, Boston, I think, is number two worst fan base oh in my all gosh. of sports. Like they're especially terrible. baseball.
1: Especially baseball. Yeah,
4: terrible. So, like, and again, you look at where Philly and Boston and New York, like all those guys next to each other. But that's the thing. We go to Pittsburgh, and they're the nicest damn people in the damn world. It's Pittsburgh East Coast? Ah, I know. It's, it's, like it's several hours
1: away. But, man. But they're still in yeah. our time zone. So I guess they're East. I don't know. It's just, they're just teetering. Like, they were. Totally light years away from the worst people in Philly.
4: I want to update this uh, poll. Let's see where we're at. Okay. Uh, again, which NFC team do you hate the most? Sorry, I used the H word. Uh, Cowboys, 55%. Seahawks, 26 Eagles, 16 Rams got a couple votes with 3% of the votes. See, what's Finally. up, Rams? Okay. Finally showed up. Shouldn't include them in the poll. I shouldn't put them in there. Um, I anyway, mean, what na- other
1: team? would? Oh, the Giants might have been a team. Or the Chiefs.
4: Yeah, but see, and that's the thing. I was like, man, let's just do NFC teams because, yeah, Chiefs right. could be in there. You said that, yep. um, but, yeah, I think probably just the Chiefs would be the only ones over there. But let's transition. Shout out to my man, Brian White. Uh, he he gave me this idea. Let's put this season into perspective. Okay. Because with what's happening right now, the 49ers 4-0, nobody's even playing close to us, not even within a score. And the only time we've played one game within a touchdown was a, Freaking fake-ass field goal from McVay and the Rams. There it is. But at the same time, if you get on social media, and maybe this is just the new way society and sports works, you see people arguing. You see people fighting. You see Niners fans kind of going at each other. Wayne, how do we grasp this idea that the 49ers are amazing? They're 4-0. They have the best odds to win the
1: Super Bowl, man. Yet some people still aren't happy. Yeah, like... (sighs) I don't know man, I mean there's so many factors. Um I mean I, I think the one thing that's been standing out to me is like all the fighting like and and like I don't get it. Like I don't get why we got to fight. Why can't if you go to a game, you enjoy the game how you want to enjoy it. You drink your drink, that person drinks their like there's no reason to fight. Like there's just like it just we don't need it because your ass won't be watching the game when they go and win the Super Bowl. Like you just messed up your whole opportunity. Like, you know what I'm saying? And listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, if somebody hit me, I wouldn't hit them back. But at the end of the day, it's just like, why are we even getting into that mode? Now, I understand sports is aggressive and there's a bunch of aggression, but you're not the one playing. You're the one drinking. You're the one trying to have a good time. So, and I'm not saying don't drink or do this, but just be responsible. Like, our team has an opportunity at 4-0 they're, only, they're looking like they're only going to get better each and every week they play football. Like, we're kind of uh, – will they come off this high? Hell, nah. I don't think they will. I think they keep getting higher and higher because they keep unlocking something different and different. So I'm just going to say this as a fan. If you're going to watch the games at the games or if you're going to go on these social medias, like, stop arguing. We're winning. Like, what are we arguing about? Like, let's celebrate. The players that are here, let's big them up, right? Let's push them and put them on the pedestals because they're giving us a great experience to enjoy.
4: If you're not enjoying this moment right now, I don't know why. I don't know what you're doing with your time spending this because this is what you wait for. Go back to 2015. Go back to, you know, Chip Kelly and Tom Sula and all that Dennis Erickson Like you have to go through this is why sports I think is so awesome is because you go through all of the roller coaster of emotions that you ever possibly could with hope false hope being let down being triumphant conquering over great odds and loyalty and camaraderie and just whatever it is emotional that you want you get it in sports. And I understand anger, and I understand being down. I was at the Chiefs Super Bowl when we lost, and I spent all that damn money and then had to you know, fly home and whatever else, and it sucks. However, however, I've also experienced the opposite and the relationships that you build and share with that. So I, what I wanted to say, and I think Brian alluded to this with his email to me, thank you, Brian, was enjoy this damn time enjoy this doesn't mean don't critique that doesn't mean oh we can't be better at the d line or whatever else that's not what we're saying at all it's just damn you've got to be able to enjoy this right now and if you are pissed off watching Niners football right now take a deep breath and like when in the hell would you be happy watching the 49ers play if you're not happy right now because we're pretty damn good look at diamond dog sports look at this says all that axe body spray in philly (laughs) (laughs) How <laughs> could you not be miserable? There, I actually like Philly, the city. Just sports the fan. city is amazing. I love Philly, actually. I love the
1: history of the city. Like, there's so much you can do in. You can eat well. You know, you can enjoy the history of it. It's a dope city. It's just the yeah. people are itty. I'll let you take this one. All right, Jay Corn in the building. Lots of talk uh, about how the team makes Purdy better. No, so with Christian McCaffrey.
4: Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Okay, no one does it alone. Right, I got you, got you. Leadership from front office is the real strength of this team. And you know what, Jaycorn, thank you so much for the contribution. Perfect. I couldn't agree with you 100% more, but guess what it did? It took time for the leadership, the right leadership, to get into the office, right? It took a minute. It, it took some bad leadership, uh, which helps you because now you can reflect and you could be like, nah, that wasn't it. That didn't work. But it took time. Like I said, the same way I said about the players with the coaches and the scouting, the leadership had to do the same thing. And it started with Jed York. Jed York had to sit back, come back, reflect, and figure out, what am I doing? Am I going to become the next Jerry Jones, or am I going to become somewhat uh, another name that people are going to love? And now he's become the owner that you love. At one point, we couldn't stand him. We wanted to give the, the team back to his mama. Yeah, so... It does start with the leadership from the top because that is the standard. That's the red and gold standard.
4: Yeah, I like that. What's up, Corey? Appreciate you. She says, salute. Love you, both you guys. Uh, are you feeling good about the Niners going 5-0 this weekend? Yes, I am betting the Niners to cover the spread, which is 3.5 points um, currently. Yeah, I'm betting them not only to win but to cover the spread. Um, yeah, I will never respect the Dallas Cowboys that logo on the side of their helmet is a rating um
1: don't give a damn
4: Wayne
1: definitely like look I'm I'm I already picked us to win uh I'm picking us to win the next couple of games and then if I stick to my pre-season's uh win-loss prediction uh which I'm gonna I want to change because the league changed and then Anyway, we win in the next several games. I can tell you that right now. Doozy
4: says, are we going 17-0? And, and I think this goes back to what I was talking about. I enjoyed it. No. No. I don't think we are. Is it possible? Yes. Yes. Jack says it is. And if Jack says it, then it has to be true. Then it has to be true. Right, right. But at some point, the Niners are going to lose a game. In the NFL, sometimes the ball bounces not your way. And... That's just the way it goes, and sometimes they're going to have a great game plan and injuries, and what like that happens. Do I think the Niners are going 17-0 and winning the Super Bowl? No, it's never been done in the history of the NFL. So I do not believe that's going to happen. However, are the Niners going to be a 14-3-1 and seed in the NFC? Yeah, I think so, and I'm cool with that. And I want them to continue just to progress their way forward. So enjoy these four games. We look forward to the fifth game against the rival, but man, I'm feeling great. And before we we bounce out of here, one more quick reminder: this Saturday,
1: this Saturday um,
4: 9 a.m. to noon, October 7th. Mm-hmm. Be out there. San Jose, California, at the Debo Mural, which is right outside Shoe Palace. Come out there. Uh, we're gonna, it's gonna be a good time. So come support Wayne, support the community. Come out, say what's up, allow us to say thank you for and, all of the support.
1: And please just just represent the faithful in your own way. That's all I want. Like if you're gonna be in the video, represent the faithful in your own way. Do I need to get waivers created for people to s- no, right? Because it's not going on.
4: No, I, I mean, I,
1: you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm just sure. thinking teacher mode. You remember back in, you know, you're going to be on TV. You got to get a waiver signed by the parents. I don't know. I was just thinking. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. But okay. eh, we'll, we'll deal it's with that. It's a fun that. song if you guys haven't checked it out. Listen to the song. Check it out. It's a fun song. There's nothing crazy going on in the joint. Shout out to Travis King. Shout out to Lake City Fresh. Uh, and shout out to you guys for helping make this happen. How do we add it? So if I was going to search for this song on Spotify or Apple Music, FTTB, it'll pop right up.
4: There we go, FTTB. I like it. I like it. Wayne, take us out of here. This has been an absolute blast. We're going to be on Wayne's channel Friday, Friday. ten a.m. Pacific time. John's That's time. <laughs> We're going to start getting people to say, is this Wayne's time or John's
1: John's time? time. That, that's something we, and that'll be a dope t-shirt. Wayne's time or John's time? (laughs) Guys, you are amazing. You always have been amazing and you always will be amazing, but you will be even more amazing after Sunday night, because we are going to destroy that star once again. It's gonna be looking for some gas because they're not gonna get it in California, baby. Let's go, stay up, stay strong, stay faithful. We out.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels.